Hey everybody, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by J&B Music Lessons over in Joliet, Illinois. It's 3512 Caton Farm Road in Joliet. You can find them at J&B Music Studio on Facebook or at uh, jnbmusic.com. That's their website. They've got a great selection of uh, old vinyl records. I know everybody's got their old audiophile vinyl records nowadays, so go over there and get some vinyl from them. They do all kinds of amp and guitar repairs. They do lessons for just about every instrument when it comes to guitar bass, uh, drums, all that stuff. Go over there and get your music on. Uh, The dudes over there are great. Joe Latino, uh, been a friend of mine for a while, and he does all the work on my guitars for me, and they're reasonably priced. It's awesome. I mean, especially if you have kids that want to start learning piano, whatever it is, send them over there. They're just great guys. Uh, so this time, guys, it's it's, it's an odd it's an odd episode. Um, it's not a normal episode. I'm not going to put it as episode number sixty. Uh, it was it was a live kind of thing we did at Bolingbrook Brewfest. So I shared a table with Crafted 1979 out there uh, for the podcast. Uh, and as people walked around, you know, I had the mic set up and I just kind of talked to a few people. So I talked to uh, Mark Craven over at uh, AJ Maka, the distributor. Um, talked to him for a little while. I talked to Chet Brett, the mayor of, uh, of Beerville, now now over at Tribes. When he was on the podcast originally, he was with Church Street, but now he's he's repping for Tribes. Um, now I've talked to uh, Melissa Polychondriotis over at Elder uh, in Joliet. Got to talk to her. We got to talk to Dan Rosenberg over at Migraine in Joliet for a little while. Um, who else? Dave Bennis, a uh, guy who helped set up the Bolingbrook Brewfest. Uh, he was big for marketing and promotion in the early stages of the of the. Uh, the fest itself and uh one of uh one of uh just a guy walking around my buddy uh mike lahue it's just a great guy so we got to hear from a bunch of different people so i hope you enjoy the episode it's just going to be kind of you know crazy madness in the middle of a live brew fest and you remember as always to follow me on instagram average joe's beer podcast and then you can do it on Untapped and Twitter at JoeBob41. And then, of course, like the Facebook page. The best thing you can do for me is leave an iTunes review. That's, that's the, best way, the best way to kind of to help spread the word of the podcast. So here it is, the Bolingbrook Brewfest episode. All right. And weirdly, we're standing in the middle of a beer fest recording audio. How's uh, that? Good old Bolingbrook. <laughs> Say hello. Say hello. Hello, Bolingbrook. So uh, we're at McHugh's. Uh, it's the BBK, hashtag BBK, Bolingbrook Brew Festival. I think it's the third annual one. Standing on AstroTurf in the middle of a weird dome. And I'm standing here. Introduce yourself. I'll let you introduce yourself. My name is Mark Cavan. Uh, I'm a sales rep for uh, AJ Maka Distributing. AJ Maka. See, I didn't know about AJ Maka. Like, I when I when I got into the business a few months back, it was like I knew Windy City, Lakeshore, all those. Tell me more about AJ Maka. Uh, we've been around for about four years. Uh, my buddy Al Makarim. It's uh, his company. Uh, started from the ground up, and he is very particular and boutiquey about his brands. I like that. Um, he's been working on some real. Uh, Hard to get beers that everything's starting to come to fruition here in the last yeah, couple months. Like Ale Apothecary, which I saw recently come uh, through. Ale Apothecary, uh, we launch uh, Superstition Meadery tomorrow. We also launch Casey's uh, Blending and Brewing tomorrow. Um, we got Casa Agria out of California coming probably in a couple weeks, maybe beginning of November. 
and then about mid-November, we're going to launch Voodoo Brewing out of uh, Meadville, Pennsylvania. So tell me more about like like what that what does that mean for you guys when you say launch? You're going to launch somebody. I mean that that means they're finally going to give you some beer to ship off to your people or what? Like, uh, yes, yeah, so it's the first time that these brands have been available in this state, so we are launching their availability to the state. What drives that for AJ Maka? I mean, is that is that all personal preference for for him and like his trusted group, or is that like we've been inundated with people wanting this stuff we need to try to find a way to get it to illinois or get it to our region uh al is a super fan of sours and saisons i can tell by the list that you guys offer so he does a lot of traveling in his off time lots of california lots of uh colorado and oregon so he just hunts down these places that he's passionate about and works on them and gets to know them. They get to know him. And once you get to know Al, it's it's a done deal. The, man, the man's passionate about what he talks about. So explain to me, I mean, it, don't, I, I guess not as much for me, but I'm learning this now, but, but kind of what you do as a rep. I mean, for people that probably don't, the consumer doesn't really see that side of the industry much. I mean, they're they they're just like, oh, the beer shows up on the shelves and boom, like I buy it, I go home and drink it. Like, so my job is with working for Al and being a much smaller craft beer distributor, and our stuff is a little boutiqueier. Need to do a little research or get into the the beer trading groups to find out who a lot of our brands are. Um, a lot of education on my end to a lot of places, mostly bars. Um, educating in Denver. Their, in Denver. In Denver. Uh, educating their staff on what we're bringing to the table and the level of quality that we try to bring to the table as well. High-end shit. I mean, like the, the, the Ale Apothecary I mentioned, like the Logston stuff. Like, not a, not everybody knows about those things, but like they when, should. For me personally, <laughs> when as a beer as a beer connoisseur and lover, I mean, you know, when I go to a festival like uh, a high-level festival like uh, Mike Palin threw at Microphone in end of March or early April, whatever, and I see you saw a bunch of our there, brands. You know, there. I saw a bunch of them there, and I'm like, okay, that means something to me. That a guy that you know is pretty respected in the industry thought enough of to bring these guys in for a festival that he holds dear to himself so you would be real hard to find someone who knows al that doesn't sing his praises yeah he knows his beer i want to meet al now um <laughs> i'll try i'm trying to now, think one, of day, when, one, day. one day definitely i'll definitely bring him on your way he would crush the wealth of knowledge that that man has about craft beer across the united states is amazing he all the time is bringing up brands to me and i'm like um, I've never heard of them. Better where, start Googling. Where are they from? And then I start Googling and I do my beer menus and then, you know, they're all like 4.2 and better and the praises are being sang on their on their sites. So, you know, I'm, I'm rolling with it. I, I trust in the man. I trust in his vision. Um, I worked for him in his first year before I went to a larger distributor. And I told him when I left, I said, I know in two to I'll three years <laughs> you're going to be calling me. And roughly about June, he called me this year, and it was time. So uh, you you kind of briefly just mentioned it, but where were you before you went back to AJ? Um, I worked for a Miller distributor in Will County, okay. uh, Kozel Brothers. Uh, so what was your journey like? What, is that what you always wanted to do? I mean, were you always in the beer world? Like, like what, what age or what point did you like, I got to do something different? Well, I've kind of always been in some sort of sales. Um, craft beer for me came a lot earlier than a lot of people in the early 90s and high school and stuff like that. I'm a little bit older than I may look. OG. OG in, <laughs> in those game. OG days. Uh-huh. Um, I can't drink 
domestic beers. I tend to get a headache after about two of them. I get dehydrated. Because they suck? Well, I mean, wait, you know. Wait, no, I didn't say I that. mean, when I you go work negative. for someone like Miller, you and loving craft beer and then going to work for a Miller distributor, you start to realize it's place. Before working for Miller, I was like, oh, the, the terrible domestic beers and this and that. They're terrible, but they have their place. You know, they're, that person is going to drink that beer forever, and I'm never going to change that guy's mind. So, you know, it, it has its place. Um, so early on, I started drinking craft beer, having to hunt it down in the early 90s. You know, it was like Sierra Pale, and you could find some... Bo- hey, Boston. they're here. Sierra's Sa- over yeah. here. We can go say hi to them. You could find some Sam Adams, you know... Um, Pyramid was bit, you know, big back in the early '90s for where I lived. I grew up in the Quad Cities, so it was even harder to find. Yeah, Jesus, man. Um, but about '05, I started homebrewing, kind of a little before the bubble of now, and it just became a passion. I started to dig deeper into the to craft beer and the styles, and brewing really helps that. You still brewing now? You still doing no, that? It's I, a lot harder now. I had my second. My wife had. We. She had our second child, and that kind of put an end to that. Yeah. How how how, uh, how old are the children? Uh, two? Twelve and six Ooh, uh, over here. So there we're busy go. right now. There you go. So what, what's a, a a a rep's role at a thing like something like this here at McHugh's at the Bolingbrook Brew Festival? And I see you're under the tent with what Blue Blood, some of your brands, right? Blue Bloods, Bent River, and Wild Blossom Meadery out of Chicago. Okay, uh, so what's your role? I mean, are you pouring? Are you what's what's the expectation of a rep today? Uh, for us, it's pouring and educating. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people here love beer, but we also pride ourselves on meads and meaderies. Um, we're about to have about to launch one tomorrow that would give us our fifth meadery. Um, exciting! It is super exciting. Um, so my job is pouring and educating. You know, I, I, I try to be as it, as informational as I can about what we're pouring, being specific about what you're getting and what you're getting in your flavor profiles with us. It's such a uh, guerrilla setting, right? I mean, because, you know, for me personally, just with the podcast, it's like I get three hours with people, you know, like me and you are going to talk for like 10 minutes and we're trying to get the shit in. Like, right. you know, I could sit down and flesh out a long conversation with you. I guarantee that. But so like, how, how do you approach that at something like this? Like, how does the education play? Because, you know, how much time you actually have with these people? They want their beer poured, and then some of them want to move on. Some of them are willing to listen. Definitely. Some of them are just like, mm, I'm going to pretend like I'm listening. <laughs> I would say the average is between 30 seconds and two minutes. Oh, you know, you, you, you see when the tight peop- window. It is a tight window, but I try to know the brands that I'm selling, and I, you know, I try to be quick to the point about what's going on and quick with my story, and then if they want to hang out and talk a little more, I can open up on other brands. and Entice them. Entice, entice them. them in. Yes, and talk about other things that are going on right now, too, you know. <laughs> For sure, man. Well, yeah, you know, there's like a way of doing it. It's not, you know, it shouldn't be very obvious of what you're doing, right? right? You know what I mean? Yeah. It shouldn't be obvious. And, and for me, being a rep, going around to accounts and establishing relationships, to, that's what it's all about for me. Um, I look at myself as more than just I'm trying to sell you beer. I'm never trying to sell beer to someone if it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Not, not sit say, down in the tap room, have a little fun, yep. talk to the guys, like get try to, some things. Get to know them, ask them about their customers. Mm-hmm. You know, what are people drinking right now? What do you see as trending? Uh, I mean, has, does it happen that I sell a beer that doesn't work out? Sure, but that's not the intention. Yeah, I don't think it's possible to not do that. I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> there's... There's beer out there. It's just not going to hit for everybody. Not to mention the subjectivity of it all. I mean, right. you know, so much opinion out there. And it's like, 
something that I could hold as the best beer ever made would be somebody's fucking .25 drain pour, you know? Right. Uh, what's, what trends in a location, though, really helps in yeah. setting what you want to send in there? Because I don't know. I don't want to send something that doesn't represent my brand that well. And what trends now everywhere is pastry stouts and hazy IPAs. Right. And then uh, some cool sours can, like, trickle in on the fringe, man. Those, like, cool barely, you know, like, that, that stuff. Again, that plays into the education that you're talking about. Once people get to know about it, it's like, oh, oh, I get this now. Again. Once you start pointing out flavor profiles of something that nobody's ever had before or was afraid to try, yeah. it really breaks down their thought process into what's going into their mouth. <laughs> hey Right. On that note, no, I'll let you get back to your responsibilities, but thanks for sitting down and talking to me. Well, standing up and talking to me awkwardly on AstroTurf. Right. <laughs> for sure, anytime, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. Well, I can tell you're a good salesman because, first of all, I thought it would be awkward standing up. You made it very comfortable. We, we were very comfortable standing here I talking. thought it was going to be a little awkward, a too. Nah, but I think we were good. I think we were good. It's kind of like standing at a bar with another guy talking about some shit, you know? I do that every day. Cheers, man. Thanks for Cheers hanging out. Cheers to you as well. See ya. Well, I had a distributor on now. Now I've got a, just, a, just a guest, just a dude hanging out and drinking yeah. beer at the fest. Could you introduce yourself for me, kind sir? Hello, my name is Mike Lehue. Oh, I'm God. Radio voice. He's got radio voice. at Craft. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, I go to Craft all the time. I drink with Joe all You're the time. You're my guy. You're my guy. Yeah. I love when you guys come in. It's you always guys, You guys always time. bring good beer in, so... Lot, so, lots of treehouse. Lots of treehouse. Lots. Of, you guys, well, you guys modern got like your, your pipeline. You got a pipeline. Yeah. Modern times. East your coast, west, west coast, west coast, and east coast pipelines. So I mean, I, we're 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 at a fest right now in the middle of immense nonsense. So what have you guys have walked around? Have you taken a lap already? I mean. Yeah, we did two laps. We hit uh, noon noon whistle, I think. Did yeah, you go noon the whistle. The prism or the uh, or the uh, the, the tower. Oh no, not noon whistle. Yeah, I was it like, was wait, uh, what? they have a triple forbidden root. My bad. Root. Oh yeah, they had the uh, the toro. They're pouring that, was that toro. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Noon whistles next though. Noon whistles got the prism on. I think uh, maybe fuzzy smack the the peach berliner. I think that's what they got on. I didn't remember. We're, we're sitting here. Uh, with, I'm, we're sharing a table. So average Joes and crafted have melded together to share a table at the festival. So Denver's uh, to my right here. Just just. Getting people to fill out mad looking raffle good. tickets. Yeah, oh, it's looking so good. It's looking so. He's 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 just thinking about far and away fest right now. That's all he's thinking about right yeah, now. Yeah, are you going to that? No, I'm I'm be working. I'm closing the shop tonight. Oh, yeah. what time you have to show up there? Uh, whenever this is over. So oh, Dan, man. I'll be relieving Dan over there, and then uh, maybe we'll grab a beer all night. Kidnap you? That oh, that'd be amazing. That's what I I would love to do that. So uh, what do you first? Let's start with let's start with Bolingbrook Brewfest. So what do you uh, what you like so far? What have you had? I mean, you're drinking a Vandermill right now, right? Yeah, the yeah. cider. It was. Uh, it's called Totally Roasted. Roasted. And it's a pecan roasted. It's uh, awesome. Michigan apple cider. Yeah. Delicious. I'm not like a big cider guy, but man, that's. I, I feel like that dude will educate me on cider, and then I'll get it. Yeah, he was really it. nice yeah. too. Yeah, I didn't get his name, but yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Uh, what else? You guys have Brickstone? Uh, yeah, we, we started with Brickstone because we're down down in moments. So yeah, we had Going Hazy. Yeah, so we had a respecting your area. Of course, we had to. We saw it right away. It was right in front. We I went. drove down to Triptych the other day, and I went huh? through your town. I'm like, Moments, I know people there. Oh, you uh, gave us a I wave. Waved. I waved. <laughs> I thought, I was like, if I called him right now, would he be like, yeah, I'll come. <laughs> like, oh, I would have. Up. Always for you. <laughs> of course. 
So okay, so you you had the rose, you had the brickstone. Where where what's what's next on your list? Uh, we we had stone. They have two of the regular ones they usually have, but they're okay. solid, so of course they're gonna have it. Okay. Talked a little bit about uh, the San Diego brewery because we went down there and did the tour. Had a great time okay. doing that, and he said he goes down there twice a year. Damn, that's gotta yeah, be fun. Yeah, he's l- lucky guy. Yeah, yeah, going down, escaping Illinois. <laughs> uh, yeah, next on the list was uh, Noon Whistle. Noon Whistle, the prism, yeah. the prism, or the, or the or the Berliner. I don't know. So, what are you looking forward to at Far and Away tonight? You know, we we made a list. It appears to be epic. Tell me about the list. Tell yeah, we made list. this list. So I went through every brewery. Every right. beer, you know, broke out the untapped. Do you remember how, how many? How many oh. breweries? 80? I, yeah, I said like 80. 80 or yeah, you're right. Okay. It's 80. 80 hand-picked small batch. Oh, Ooh, it sounds sexy. It's going to be good. So, untapped. Uh, we went on untapped. We looked up each one, my, my uh, fiance Lauren, and I. and uh, She's lovely. Look at her. You know, is it Derivation by, and I forgot the, the brewery is name. It, is that a uh, side project? Yes, Derivation there you go. Side project. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be that's the first one. If it's not, you know, we're probably gonna wait that's in line for forty five minutes. I've heard amazing <laughs> things about that beer. Uh, never touched it. Four point eight one. Jesus Christ! And I, I think there was like 300, 300 uh, ratings on that. Wow. One. Is so, it a, is, is it like a barrel aged sour or is it a? I think that. Yeah, I think that's no. That's a stout. That should be a stout. Derivations of stout. Okay, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I, you, I they have a sour. lot of good sours. I think of side project. I think of sours. I don't know. Uh, Monkish, Monkish and modern times are there, and oh, uh, we're we frequent are you uh, gonna, San Diego, so we have to go there. Are you even gonna leave the leave the uh, modern times area? <laughs> yeah, right. I assume you're. They just only have stay two there. beers, I believe. So just keep handing your cup when it gets empty. Yeah. yeah. Do they, uh, they already do they already know what the glassware is? Have you seen the glassware? That no, you get? that no. I haven't oh, seen. That'd be a mystery. It'd be nice to a little surprise. Yeah, we're going second session. So, so what time is your session? Nine. Start? Okay, five to nine. Uh, we're gonna get there an hour early. Why not? Hopefully for that derivation. Maybe yeah. there'll be a little bottle share happening. Who knows? I don't know. You know. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. Well, isn't it gonna be? It's gonna be like overlooking Millennium Park, right? It's it? yeah. It's in Millennium Park on a rooftop. I forgot what it's called, yeah. but there's. Uh, Music usually there plays stuff like that. Festival double dip. That's what you're doing right now. Be great. Festival oh, yeah. double dipping today. Taking it easy here, enjoying yep. the great food that's here. Oh nice cider. Man. Have you had food yeah. already? Where's no, food we're at? going to though. McHugh's McHugh's barbecue. Bowling yeah, Brook. there's a couple other places too. It looks. It feels like we're inside of a bag. <laughs> yeah, this giant dome. The sound in here is great it's too. It's crazy. Yeah, the, the band the band is so far away from us right now, but uh-huh. also clear to hear. And I'm sure the, the people listening are going to be able to hear it too. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let you get back to drinking though. But thanks for stopping in. I want to try to get some people that are just walking around. And obviously, uh, you're my guy. I've, I've met you many a time, so I figured why not? Why not talk to yeah. you? Why not talk to the man? Yeah, get my feet wet on the mic. There you, you know. go. I like it. You That's sound great. good on the mic. We might it's have to bring you in day. for some more. Yeah. All right, cheers, man. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. All right, surrounded by chaos, I find my friend, my my dear, dear friend, John Newton. Hey, hey, What's Joe. What's up, Woggly Square? 
Wagley Square is doing good. Good to see you here, man. Parked right next to you. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's kind of cool to be right next to you guys. I felt like we were in good company, at least. All right, all right. As far as you know, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you're, except for your brother over there. Right. Look at so, him. Yeah. He's holding it down, though. Look at him. Yeah, he is. He is. He's selling that tobacco style like it's his job. Look his, at yeah, his diarrhea of the mouth is really working yeah. for us right now. Bolingbrook Brewfest, uh, in case uh, you forgot. Uh, I've been kind of recording choppy little interviews here and there. I had a couple of people stop by. So, John, um, we're sitting there. You guys are pouring some beer. It's, what well, uh, shit, we're, we're almost over. It's, we're past halfway through the fest at this point. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a quick hitter, four hours. Yeah. How's the tobacco stout doing? Uh, Parikh is doing great. Uh, we, uh, you know, released that through you guys at Crafted and did, uh, did very well there. We got a lot of good feedback. Uh, it was a very small batch, so the last in the world of the Parikh is being poured here today. Um, what doesn't, you know, pour here will go down my belly pretty soon hell yeah so yeah it's going well great getting a lot of great feedback and it's nice to come up with something that you know uh, is different uh but not just for the sake of being different it's it, it's good it does what we wanted it to do with that tobacco sort of sweet leather tobacco finish and uh getting some really good feedback right now I- I'm explain thrilled. to people though because they're going to hear tobacco style and they're going to go what Right. You know, actually, the, the best way, Joe, is to talk about how it came about. My brother, um, believe it or not, was drinking a cocktail. And uh, this cocktail was called Coffee and Cigarettes. And I said, oh, that sounds really awful. That sounds terrible. Sounds like a terrible uh, idea. Yeah, 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 put a little water in an ashtray, drink it. Okay, sounds oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. And he's like, he no, no, no. Like the kind of guy. He starts talking about the flavor profile. And he's talking about the flavor profile being um, exactly more like a cigar with a little sweet uh, finish or like a pipe tobacco. And uh, right away, you know, our, our uh, minds started to, to, to go through the process of what could we do with that. We really liked the concept. Um, so we ended up uh, landing on this, this particular tobacco called Perique, which is the namesake of the beer. It's grown in Louisiana. It's a very rare tobacco. In fact, it's uh, called the truffle of, of pipe tobacco. Ooh, it's very expensive, ooh. very rare. Uh, and we never got it, by the way, so we, we can't afford it either. But there's a... Uh, it's, uh, most of the crop goes to France, and in France they use it for pipe tobaccos, cigars, and they also process it to remove the impurities. So while it says tobacco stout, um, it doesn't have tar, it doesn't have nicotine. That's none a of shame. That. <laughs> right. So, unfortunately, we can't get anybody addicted to it. Damn um, it. But that's the next level. We'll the do that next time around. Plan, yeah, we will, the yeah, flaw <laughs> in the plan, we, Yeah, we, we will work on that. But ultimately, we uh, order, they process it, and they make a liqueur. Uh, it's basically a brandy infused with this t- tobacco Perique tobacco flavor. Uh, we ordered it from France. Uh, we loved it because we tried it neat, and that's part of the job. We have to drink liquors and beers and things like that. R and D. I have to do that. Research, you know? develop, all that stuff. Right. You hear exactly. that, Gina? He has to do that. Right. Exactly. I'm. St- I'm still trying to convince Gina this is work related. Is. You know. And um, but anyway, so we we loved it. So what we did is we took a bunch of French oak. We saturated the French oak in this liqueur. Then we put that oak in the secondary, let it rest for a good long time, okay. and uh, infuse that flavor into the beer. And we did a few things in making the beer, too. It wasn't our typical Russian imperial stout. Uh, we did a few things to keep the body just a hair lighter. So those, you know, I think they're kind of fine, subtle tobacco flavors so they could still get through. And that was that was the goal on that one. Woo! I mean, it's, it's, just, a, it's just a weird thing. I don't think people are used to it yet. It's well, going to be a while before people are like, what, okay. What I'm thrilled with today is we get a lot of people who are, you know, squinting their eyes, looking at us like we have two heads, yeah. which I'm used I've seen to. It. I've seen it. And uh, they'll have some. And uh, thankfully today we've had uh, 
a lot of people come back again and again and again. It's something they haven't had, and you know everybody wants to do something different. But of course, without in my mind, you could come up with different for the sake of just being different, or you could come up with different that hits something that you you like and you're into cigars, pipe tobacco. I I'm not a big cigar guy, but I do love them. And um, so this, to me, was trying to put a few things together that we, we like, we care about. And it's not going to be for everybody, but it does what we wanted it to do. It really hit what we wanted to on those points. It's a challenge to find anything that's really new, you know, to, to new in a Bingo. true sense right of on new, the money. you know. It's yeah, really challenging. Exactly. And this, this it, and if it's well-received and the taste is, is right, that's, this is something that could be new. You know? Yeah, that, and that's it. It's fresh. It's different. And like you said, to come up with something new, you know, we could, hey, we have organ meat in our new wild sour. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> like, hey, that is different, but no thanks. You know, you, you still want it to be um, mostly important. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in brewing what you love. Um, and uh, so this was something when we came across the idea, we fell in love with it. Crafted in Mokina, had the Experimental Beer Fest that was the vehicle for, holy cow, let's Let's get this working. Let's get this going. Uh, and we went through a lot of research before we landed on this Perique liqueur that we ended up in, infusing through the French oak to, to get in the beer. So took a lot of research, but that's the part that you love is I learned a whole lot about tobacco and Perique tobacco in particular. I did not know before, and now I'm telling the story to the consumer, and I'm loving it. What does that mean, though, for like a, a place like Crafted to, to kind of just reach out and say, do we, what, something weird? Go get, get weird, but that's basically what that this experimental is the, batch was. It's the was. brewery version of, hey, here's a blank check, man. Go make something happen. Try it out. Yeah, and so I, you know, this likely would not have happened without without you and Dan and Denver coming up with this concept. It was the most fun I just, had just all say year. Denver. Anyway. Really, all you need to say is Denver. Yeah, it, Denver, I mean, I'm Denver's saying it. The, this the is listeners his, know. His the listeners know it's Denver. I'm polite, but the <laughs> listeners know who's who's doing this. You threw credit that didn't need to be given. Yeah, exactly. Everyone rolled their eyes at that point. But so anyway, it, it just was uh, again, like I said, it's like a blank check or hey, carte blanche. Go ahead and do something different. Like I said, we had this percolating a little bit in our heads, and we thought. Okay, now's our opportunity. So, because the event was happening and it had a date, we could not delay. And like I said, we, yeah. we did a lot of work Went fast. For it. Yeah, we had a lot of, a lot of research in a short amount of time, a uh, couple of months, I guess. But still, we're just so happy because what we wanted to, we kind of wound up with that, and that doesn't happen all the time. Certainly not with something this odd. So, do you get nervous though, like as you're watching, like the first people taste it? Every time, like, I, I get nervous every time. Whether if I'm pouring our you know peace of mind IPA that I feel great about, I love and, and thank you so much. Uh, so we're pouring that today. Uh, we're doing our flaming golden hawk. Golden, it's a golden ale, and I think most people would would like that. I still have you know the butterflies going when the first few people come Just up. Just to watch somebody drink your beer, your work to be yeah. Like, oh, One of these days, someone will it? spit it in my face. It? Right? It hasn't happened Eventually. yet. Yeah, Eventually. exactly. Sure. And if, it may be you. It may be you nah, who does it's that. It's not going to be me. But, it's not going to uh, be me. Certainly, you keep wouldn't. making that peace of mind and uh, <laughs> that tobacco stout. Uh, I think I don't think you're going to spit in your face anytime well, soon. Well, I appreciate well, it. Man. Let's do really let's do a quick recap. I mean, you guys were on the show like months and months ago. You you and your bro might have been back in April. Yeah. Yeah. April feels like an eternity ago. Yeah, no, so it, it so has. just give people a quick refresh of, of Wagley Square and what, what you're about. Sure, you got it. So yeah, Wagley Square, 
Uh, we're a contract brewing through 350. Shout out to 350, the best guys in the world to let us start the way Dusty we started. Dusty Peters saw Dusty recently. Dusty Todd, Peters, Todd, Todd Randall, all, all these guys are awesome. I mean, I'm I'm there a couple days a week brewing their beer for them, and then they say, okay, it's Woggly Square Day, and yeah, Woggly, the weirdest name. We, we got started with the, the concept of uh, being more of a purpose-driven brewery, so we're trying to raise money. Uh, 10% minimum in the bylaws has to go to autism-based charities. Uh, more importantly, uh, you know, we're a for-profit, not a not-for-profit. We're donating to not-for-profits who know what to do with the money uh, to improve the lives of those affected by autism. But when we get our own place, we want to employ autistic adults. That's the passion. That's why we're a That's for-profit. The end game. That's, That's the end game. And I believe a for-profit could drive job opportunities and job creation in a, in a positive way. That's what we're trying to do. So 350 is letting us do that. Um, their brewery and tap room right now is, is wonderful. Great food, great beer, small. So we haven't had that many hits yet to, to get our beers out. Uh, they've given it to us every chance they could, and that's been phenomenal. They're building a second location, the Insanity Factory, 24,000 yeah. square yeah. feet. Uh, you can Punktoberfest. Yeah, happened, Punktoberfest yeah. was there. They had great bands, the Mad Caddies, and, and it was just an awesome party. They're doing great things. When that gets rolling on the brew side, they're producing more. We'll get to do the, some beers there. We'll get to do more beers at the current location. It's just going to free up a lot of stuff for us to get out on a regular basis. And so, you know, all of course, like anybody, once you get rolling, you're impatient. You want to do it all now. Yeah. It's yeah. been slow growth, but to be honest, a lot of people years ago could jump into craft beer and not be that experienced, make okay beer and get better, and that was all right. You could still succeed. You had some time. Yeah. It's saturated and now right it's like now. two months in, you're like, hey, why, why do these guys not have, have a gold medal right. winning beer yet? Like, exactly. <laughs> so it's saturated, and I would rather go slow, learn as much along the way, make the best damn beer we can make, and hopefully we're improving our odds when we do go brick and mortar. So. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the end game. And again, you can go back and listen to your episode and get some more detail between you and your brother, Mark, but... But I mean, you know, just just a quick nutshell. It. I mean, you have a day job. Yep. Your brother has a day job. He's Absolutely. the king of box. Yeah, He's yeah, the king exactly. Of box. He's he the works king in a of box cardboard. Plant. He doesn't know anything about box, but he does work He's, in a box plant. He's a king cardboard. Yeah, I can't get him to look. I'm trying to be loud, but hey, Mark. <laughs> the how's, king. How's the box plant treating you? The king of cardboard. Yep. Do you want to come say hi? King of corrugated. Corrugated. That's it. <laughs> That's how I yeah. learned that word. Right. <laughs> he will hunt you down if you say cardboard. Yeah. Very important to him. King of corrugated. And you, you do some things. I do, do some, some things. Do some yeah. things aside from that. I mean, why, why the uh, purpose behind the beer? I mean, just, again, oh. you don't have to go too deep, but, you nope. know, why the purpose? Yeah. Simply put, uh, I've got three beautiful kids. My youngest, Matthew, is autistic. He's nonverbal. Um, and as you know, all the challenges you get with that, uh, everybody in life has challenges. We have our own. One of my biggest fears associated with this challenge is what's going to happen when he ages out of the school system. Um, I really see him and, and a lot of those of his peers are very routine oriented. They can do a lot. They just may take more time initially to get them there. But when, then they, when they've got it and they got the routine down, they're going to be loyal. They're going to do it better. They won't find it monotonous than, than most of us. So. I think they'd be awesome at it. I think my son will be awesome at it. And I'm just being selfish. I want when he when he's 22, he's got to have a job. Okay, yeah, so right? trying to create it, and hopefully everybody like him will also fit in <laughs> and work with us, or at least get some training through us and go elsewhere and do something else. 
Well, dude, thanks, thanks. I mean, let's get. Joel, I'll let you get you. back to porn. I mean, your brother. I don't, I don't know. It's probably well, yeah. it's probably gone off the rails over there. Yeah, I'm sure he's I'm offended sure. about a dozen people by yeah, now. Oh, so I better sure. get back there. For I need. Sure. I need to filter him. That's yeah, how this. It's 45 works. degrees outside. He's he's wearing his shorty shorts and his, uh, his and flip flippy flops. floppies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, John. John Newton and Wogley Square. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it, Joe. Cheers, homie. Cheers. Boom. Here we go. We're going in All the right. middle of chaos. In the middle of Bolingbroke Brewfest chaos again i am joined by none other than daniel rosenberg <sighs> migraine brewing what's up it's been like for, dude it's almost been a year since we did that podcast i know right it was like crazy what like episode like 10 or seven. something like that seven oh. i believe migraine is like seven yes, yeah i got in top yeah, 10 you're og man <laughs> will county you guys are all the metal monkey all the early guys right on man yeah bring it in bring it in close to me um, you're holding a can in your hand, which I just drank some of, which I am thoroughly impressed with. For Tell sure, me man. More. Uh, yes, this is uh, Vingori. It's our it's our anniversary beer. So, like as you said, it's been about Anna a year. Yeah, it's been about a year since we opened. Um, you talked to us pretty early on there. We were only open for maybe like a month or two when Super you came. Super early, in. yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, this is our anniversary beer. It's a Whiskey barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout. You usually hear bourbon barrel aged, but we it's we're calling it whiskey because we used a bunch of different Cobalt whiskey barrels. It was a blend. It was a bourbon, rye, millet, and uh, bourbon. Or no, sorry, I had a couple drinks. That's okay. Trying to it's remember that last it's a one. Brew fest. Uh, oat. Oat was the last one. Okay. So we blended together. We we brewed this beer, split it out into all those different whiskey barrels, then blended it back together because. Why would you just do bourbon? That's Make awesome, it a little though, bit more like, interesting. Yeah, like explain explain the, the thought process behind that. Because you traditionally hear like I got a bunch of Heaven Hill barrels or whatever it is. I do that. I do the aging and then I blend those barrels to it, make you know the perfect whatever. You know? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's it's one of those things where like, look, you can spice something with just salt, but wouldn't you rather like throw a little pepper, a little bit of cayenne, a little bit of cumin, whatever in there? But when is you're it cooking? like variations of salt versus multiple seasonings? Like like I had did some I did some Himalayan. I did some sea salt. I did some. I did some Mortons versus like I did some allspice. I did some seasoned salt. I did some garlic powder. So like. I, I had that same mentality when I was like, all right, well, like the first time I did this, which was at my previous brewery. Like I was like, all right, look, let's give it a try. Let's see what happens. And it is a shockingly different result when you age in different whiskey barrels. Like I'll say the uh, the millet barrel that we did this beer in. I would never release that necessarily on its own, but as a part of a blend, it's really unique and it just adds that extra level of depth and character. So, like, yeah, like the bourbon barrel aged stuff is great. I'm never going to knock it. I do straight bourbon barrel aged beers and they're tons of fun, but it just it, it gives you that little extra something in there. And then we okay. throw a bunch of Madagascar bourbon vanilla beans in there because cheap stuff, the cheap shit. Oh yeah, yeah, it's only like five hundred dollars a pound right now. Nothing. Yeah, super cheap. Do you use uh, vanilla extract? Uh, some uh, <laughs> oh god, oh, I, Jesus Christ! The vanilla yeah. is out of control. And it's it, it's because of a bad harvest like four years ago, and speculators took over the market. May I may I have a little more of what's in your hand? Oh, absolutely! Just, uh, I mean, I, I really really am thoroughly impressed with this beer. So we were just talking before we started rolling about the so the Bolingbroke Brew Fest here. We're basically like under a tarp bubble. A white tarp bubble. Yeah, good, good old fashioned like a uh, '70s era sports dome. Yeah, we got we got our nice like uh, astroturf under our feet, and we got a bunch of like you know your your basic tailgating tents spread around the joint just to paint the picture for you. Yeah. Um, and 
all of a sudden there was a power hour or something, right? They, is that what they called it, power hour? Yeah, so they called it power hour, and uh, they reached out to me and uh, I guess about 10 other breweries like, hey, you got something barrel-aged? Just bring it. Just We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think Brickstone had a couple things. Like There was a couple of breweries pouring out some barrel-aged stuff all of a sudden. Yeah, a couple things that like I haven't seen in a while. And then, you know, they, they went out of their way to get a couple of things that you don't typically see at Fest, like Vandermill brought the mitten. Like, yeah, you can buy that at most liquor stores, but most people don't drink it because you see barrel-aged cider. And, yeah, you're like, what is that? Yeah. Like, I don't know what that is. Why would I want a barrel-aged cider? But, I mean, hey, that's but Why wouldn't my, you? That's one of my favorite ciders. I love yeah, that thing. Yeah. It's it's so cool. But, yeah, every everybody brought some cool stuff. Uh, North Coast brought B.A. Rasputin, and uh, I think they brought their barrel-aged old ale, too. I wish I would have I wish I would have gone over there because, I mean, Rasputin is, like, such a standby of a stout, you know? Like, oh, if, for if sure. You just need an old, uh, comfortable shoe. And yeah, I, mean, hey, I was over there. I was over there all day because they brought prankster. I'm like, oh shit! This was the first like Belgian uh, gold nail that I was like, oh man. All right, Belgian stuff's cool. I'm gonna give this a shot. And yeah, I've been. I mean, I've been drinking that for probably about seven or eight years now. Yeah. And, yeah. So uh, the Vingori, like, why? Why the name? What's where's the name come from? So our two it's not owners. Vince. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say our, our two owners are Vince, Vince and Gregory. Oh, and so we oh, we took their we took their celebrity couple name. That's beautiful. That's I beautiful. know. Yeah, they're they're so adorable. The maturation. Is, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Hey, man, they they've had their ups and downs, but at the end of the day, Vingoria is strong. Vingoria is so strong. It's, uh, <laughs> so so what uh, what do you guys got coming then? I mean, you got obviously you have a barrel aged stout and a can in front of me. So what's the story with it? We, is that available right now? Is that yeah? So that's available right now. That was our anniversary beer. We made sure we brewed a boatload of it, and you know we we priced it relatively cheap because. We wanted everybody who supported us in our first year to be able to get it. It's, I mean, it's seventeen ninety nine for a four pack, which is yeah, that's, that's dirt cheap liquid, and that's sixteen ounce cans. That's not even yeah, that, we're not that, talking about twelve ounce cans. Yeah, we're, we're not talking about those little like eight ounce cans that you see as like sample sizes. No, it's a sixteen ounce can. But yeah, that's that's a thank you to all the people who supported us for the first year. As far as like stuff that's coming up, um, I you know about every couple days or so, I have someone come up and bugging me about Escape from Stateville. Keep an eye on it's our Facebook and on our Twitter. <laughs> there's uh, there's going to be something real interesting coming up if you really like to skate from state, though. So is that also going to be in conjunction with Joe's? Or yeah, is that absolutely. Nice. They're, nice. Um, you know, they're, they're doing still, great things right now. They really are. And they're, uh, you know, I don't know if they've even announced it yet, but they're working on a new location over in Romeoville. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think they've, I think Amar's made that pretty fairly public, I think. It's, but I think I've so seen too. it on Snapchat and stuff, so hopefully... Yeah, yeah, so they're they're it's working got some time. Yeah, it's they're got working some time on ahead that. of them. Yeah, we you know we originally brewed a beer that was going to be specifically for the opening of that when they you know thought they were going to be opening around now. And Turns then out stuff con- happens. Yeah, construction delays are totally a thing. I know Never it heard better of than it. anyone. Never heard of it. Oh man, hey, try try rehabbing a hundred year old yeah. concrete building. I've never I've never heard of anyone ever in construction having a late. I don't know what you're talking about, Dan. Oh, Seems yeah. very confusing to me. For sure. Yeah. Just about everybody I've talked to, I think, has had some sort of... You guys were extreme, but yeah, like you said, 100-year-old building. Let's yeah, and reiterate it, it, that. Yeah, 100-year-old concrete building that vibrates every beautiful, five minutes. Beautiful building, too. Yeah. But oh, man, they, they just finished... Uh, the city decided they were going to tuck point it this year, and it's beautiful. Ooh, tucking. Tucking pointing. Yeah. So what, uh, what, what else uh, is going on with you guys? Did you have a party already, or is it... Yeah, so um, our anniversary party was tied into an Oktoberfest. Uh, we did it okay. two 
ish weeks ago. I don't know when this airs, but you know, actual Oktoberfest time. Look it up on a calendar. Yeah, call it two weeks. It's fine. Yeah. I don't. I don't waste too much time. Uh, but yeah, we so we released this. We released our our actual Oktoberfest, which man, we plowed through that beer faster than any beer I've ever brewed before. Hell yeah, man, that's we've awesome. Still, we've still got some left. Come by and give it a try. Yeah, um, I'll be coming by to buy some of those cans. Just, Jesus, man, that's a great beer. Yeah, for sure. Did you guys distro that at all, or just? <laughs> this is so. This fest is the only place we've seen it outside of the. Ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah so you know, people like that. They're like, ooh, I'm yeah. exclusive. That's exactly. good. I'll do that. Yeah. Um, there's a couple places that are opening up in Joliet that we might save a couple cases for them. But Very for cool. the most part, it was you know just hey, if you want some, come to the pub. I still got some cases left. All right. Well, thanks, dude. I'll let you get back to it. You probably yeah. got people that want to drink your beer. You're yeah. solo today, aren't you? You're yeah, I'm solo, solo today, and uh, I'm away from my booth, and I've had a couple people come up and just stand in there, so those I got to rush beers, back over. Yeah, there. those beers aren't going to pour themselves. Thanks, Dan. Cheers, man. Bye. All right, Dave Bennis, what's up, brother? How's it going, you, Joe? You it's, hooked this whole thing up, man. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Honestly, it's, you were uh, you were the original. You you got uh, crafted and and average Joe's beer podcast into the Bolingbrook Brew Festival. You know, initially uh, in 2017 when I came out here, I was like, wow, this is a brew fest that uh, is unlike any other, honestly. And then uh, when I met Dan in Denver when they first opened the shop, those guys suck. No, uh, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I uh, I really wanted to get everybody involved, and uh, of course, when you came out with the podcast, you were only maybe like eight or nine podcasts in. I was like, yeah, it's no, pretty I, early. We got to get Average Joe in on this. I mean, this would be a really good promotional factor. Uh, overall, when you teamed up with Crafted, I figured uh, it would only make sense to have you know a little like alliance going on for Brewfest since I worked for them. Yeah, Denver called me and he's like, you know, Denver and Dan were on the show, like the fourth episode of the show. So I knew them from that. I didn't have any intentions of ever working with them or working for them. Uh, and, it, you know, we, we kept in touch. I'd go there and hang out and drink every once in a while. You and I talked and you we were like, yeah, we're going to do this thing. And then, and then down the road, all of a sudden, it's like they became sponsors as well. And then I started to hang out there more often. Then, then they called me and kind of offered me, you know, the job that I have now. And it's like... It worked out really well for all of us. It's kind of like my first foray into the actual working side of the industry. And now we get to share a table at Bolingbrook Brewfest. It's been like months and months in the making. Well, here's where I go with it, Joe. You know, I've been to a lot of different brewfests. And um, what I noticed between them all, uh, there's not many like this where you get to go actually meet the owners, meet the brewers, and you actually get to talk with them one-on-one. A lot of the places I've been to, a lot of other brew fests, I'm not going to name any names, but you go over to them and it's like, you grab your beer, you go, you walk, that's it. Here, you're actually meeting people, you're actually getting to coordinate, you're actually getting to speak with how the process is done. It's unlike anything else, and you know, you being a part of it, I feel like, really brings the beer community together, especially having so many people, there's 40 breweries here, and you already met and spoke with many of them. Yeah, a ton of them. I'm looking at all the banners right now, and a lot of them. <laughs> it, it's just cool to see everything come together. You know, you work for months and months and months just trying to get these people to get to the, you know, place, 
getting the right beers here, getting the people here, and now it's, you know, when it comes together, it's cool because it's like you're having beers, having a good time, you're, you're seeing people that you, you know, you work with, you drink with, all in between. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's like perfect. This is where I'm at in life. You know, it's one of those all good, and it's the weekend. You can't beat it. You're having yeah, beer. Saturday. Yeah. It's not even 4 o'clock yet. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, just to be like, you know, tell everybody what what's going on is that you were very involved with the, the planning of uh, promoting of this festival, and then you, you made a life change in between while it was happening, but you were, for months, you were helping promote this festival to be what it is right now. You know, being a, a beer guy, Joe, I really felt like, you know, they had just, you know, managers sort of running this. It's like, oh, who, who have we worked with? These are the people. When I came on, they were like, oh, Dave loves beer. So when I came on originally, they were like, we want you to pick out the breweries. We want you to talk with everybody because you're actually a beer guy. You like beer. You know, you understand it. You know the processes. You, you've been there. It's an environment. It's a community, everything in between. So um, it was really cool being involved in something like this. And um, I worked on, it was countless of months. I could probably count like four or five months before this all came together, before I actually left. But uh, I knew who I wanted to be involved with this because, um, like I said, this is a brew fest unlike any other. You get, you get an experience versus um, you're just drinking and having a good time. It's like you're understanding and knowing who we're working with. Yeah, there's some baller ass breweries here too. I mean, you got some great shit oh, here. Oh we're we're standing right here down from Wagley Square, and we've got Will County's right here, Brickstone, Forbidden Root, New Whistles here. I mean, just a bunch of bangers, a bunch of national uh, ones. All the too. OGs are here. Yeah, I all mean, the big all ones. All the Illinois OGs. You got Migraine and Elder from that Joliet area. You, 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 there's a lot of representation here, and, and like you said, a whole bunch of breweries. What? And you got I, Breckenridge. I, you got your bigger ones. There was Saga Tucks right by us. You know, I, like, I haven't, you know, talked to you really about this, like. What do you think of Brewfest? Like, you've been to a lot of... I know you've done interviews and you've done live podcasts at other Brewfests. I want to know your honest opinion. Like, what do you think of Bowling the, the only thing I would critique about this one is there's too much space. Is, you know, it gives it the illusion that there's not that many people here because it's such a vast space that we're standing in. It's like it's, a huge sports dome. It's not a small block. I know you were at the microphone. Right. Group. Like, that's a tiny little thing. So 500 people looks like 500 people. Yeah. 500 people here looks like comfortable you know like where you're yeah. not elbow to elbow you know on, on I, everybody i mean i, I kind of have to mention this is you know the McHugh sports dome you know run by misswood so it is a big golf dome yeah so when you see 500 people in a dome it's not as big like you said on a block when you're on one square block 500 people you're packed in the music is done well they they they, they, they were very they had foresight to have two stages on opposite sides so that there wasn't a delay between bands changing out to have multiple musicians the music's great it's at it's at the right volume you got these tents are well set up it's easier to navigate through the glassware is fucking awesome you got two i saw the little beer can mini one i saw the one that's kind of got more of the curvature and the and the uh, bulbousness on it pretty awesome and again the big thing is the beer and the breweries and they're awesome it, uh, what do you think? Like, I mean, you had some of the food, I'm assuming, correct? Yeah, I just, uh, Mike and uh, Mike and, and Lauren provided with some uh, pulled pork nachos. Okay. It's yeah. fire. Oh, there Great we go. Fire. So good. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of people laying on the fucking AstroTurf eating chicken wings. Like, <laughs> looks like people are having a good old time. No, but no, I appreciate it, Joe. You know, thank you for having me. Uh, 
I really appreciate you just having me on this podcast. I mean, this is one of those days where it's like it was months and months in the making, and it's like we're finally here. Yeah, you're actually living it. So Let's go try some different beers, man. Uh, I'm ready. Let's do it. Dave Bennis, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Joe. Or should I say a code name? Code name. All Michael right, Roy. <laughs> I'll edit that out. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thanks All for right. stopping thank in. Thank you, brother. Peace. All right, another quick hitter here. Got got my guy, the mayor of Beerville. There he is, Chet Brett. Cheers, everybody. What's up, Chet? Not much. Another fun afternoon. Joining some of our friends' local brews here at McHugh's uh, Golf Emporium, Golf Dome. Yeah, we're at, we're under a very weird large condom. I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting looking space, but people <laughs> cool. are enjoying themselves. That's for sure. Yeah, well, there's a lot of good beer here. A lot of great beer, and yeah. it's good to see a lot of. All the people from the breweries themselves are here representing, yeah. as opposed to some festivals. That's where, key, man. That's key. You know, get talk to people, find out exactly what's going on at the brewery. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Last time I talked to you, you were not a tribes guy. Now I want to know so, what the hell's uh, going I, I on with tribes. For, I was fortunate. Uh, our friends uh, Nile and our friends down at uh, Tribes were looking to uh, expand their footprint because they uh, had just built a new production brewery. So. It brought Matt Volker, one of my heroes in the beer business, who worked at Revolution with Will Turner and Jim Chet C. has heroes. Guys. I well, <laughs> was the hero. I assumed you were the hero. Listen, I, 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 I'm very proud of what I've been able to do in the beer industry, but I'm a interloper in some regards compared <laughs> to some of these people that have given their life and their uh, sweat and everything for you know decades. So I've, you know, it's been six years I've been out in Chicago. Just about now. Six years ago is when I came into Chicago yeah. beer scene. So you were a New York guy for a while. New York guy, yeah. and I've done a lot of different things in my life, but this is obviously a real fun time to be a part of the craft beer industry. The cool is a cool thing. Yeah, it's the cool thing to do, right? Um, so what's going on? I mean, like, what, what's, well, what's Tribe's life like? So it's pretty exciting. Obviously, we've got the whole Chicago land now because uh, a lot of people got exposed to us at um, little events here and there in the Windy uh, City Distributor Expo. Uh, but now that we got a big production brewery, we're able to bring a lot more beer. So we've got a lot of spots. We've got real hot markets in Oak Park and up in Evanston and Naperville. So it's, uh, but we're really excited to announce we're going to be coming out with some cans. Uh, we're going to be packaging yeah. a little bit. So our Daylight Kolsch. Cans. About, yeah. <laughs> and then the Crafted IPA. And then the uh, Zero to 100, which is a, a big beer. It's a 10 percenter. And uh so that'll be in. Ask for it, your local uh, bottle shops, like Crafted, and yeah, a couple of the other there. spots around. Tell Open and, uh, Bottle, tell Crafted, yeah. tell uh, Iron and Glass, tell, Dave Hawley, tell Beer and, on the uh, Wall, yeah. tell them all. And even the big guys, we've got some beer for yeah. our friends at Benny's beer too. Beer seller, so, yeah, yeah, Benny's, get them all. Exactly. Request it. Request it. That's the, and that's a big key to this industry. A lot of people, uh, you know, they'll see us at festivals and they're like, oh, I love it. Where can I get it? I go, great thing about the beer industry is walking to your local bar on a Monday, they can get the beer in by Tuesday. Yeah. You know, if you've got a good relationship. If with the they industry. know the right people. If they, they know, know the right Brett. people. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that two and a quarter gets you on the sub. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That and the same old shit, right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, what's the, what's the difference for you been like? I mean, it's, it's well, a whole the, new world. The great thing, well, it's a whole it's new a whole world. It's a whole new area, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's a, a different style of beer. You know, at Church Street, very proud of the beers that uh, we've been making over yeah, there. A lot of love for TJ and those guys yeah, over there. Yeah, great crew, Lisa and the gang. They're um, here, too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, but, you know, it was real strong in the lager game, whereas yep. uh, 
with tribes who've got a little bit broader uh, IPAs. Yeah, and, got yeah. some IPAs, and we just did our collab beer with uh, Hailstorm, Tribal Storm, which yeah. is still around a little bit. Yeah. You can ask for your local spot. You should be able blood to blood orange, uh, blood orange. Got right? a little bit of that blood orange, so it's got a little bit of tartness, which makes it a lot of fun. You know, blood orange is hot right now. People love them some blood orange. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it's you know the fest season seems to be slowing down a little bit as we we still got the granddaddy of them all the full bab coming out and it's uh, coming baby about a month away, uh, but other than that I'll be doing tastings to support the uh, the can release. So if your local bottle shop needs it, reach out to uh, sure, me. Not, not that hard to track me down. Yeah, no, it's not that hard. It's six nine. Uh, you know. Yes. A handsome six nine. Oh, hey so there. so uh, with with tribes. Explain to people though, because because tribes at one point was not a brewery, so, yeah, right? So like so Niall had uh, started a, uh, a bar restaurant, uh, Galway Tribes, uh, twelve years ago, give or take, and then that's morphed into uh, a lot of people know Tribes Ale House in Tinley Park because that had been like one of the destination craft beer yes. bars in Chicagoland. Yes. Then we had the Brew Pub, which was on 30 in Mokina, and we were able to produce great beers out of there, but just not enough to meet the demand in Chicagoland. So now Matt Volker came over. We built this beautiful production brewery inside this old historic building in downtown Mokina, right next to the train station. And uh, we got a beautiful area inside, but a great uh, beer garden outside to enjoy the uh, fall weathers with uh, some of your favorite styles of beer. Yeah, boy. Well, thanks for stopping by, man. Appreciate let's go, that. Let's, let's go try some more of these beers. Yeah, let's cheers to everybody. Say, cheers, come by guys. And say hello to us. Thanks, Chet. All right. I haven't seen you in a while. Glad to see you. Miss, yeah. This is Miss Melissa Polychondriotis, right? Right? I got you got that it right. right. Yeah. That's great. Elder Brewing. What's yeah. up? Not well, a lot actually. Well, I, was I was about to say. Yeah, to you're say. Like, not a lot. You, you got you got stuck into that random conversation. So you were thinking, <laughs> forgot you have a microphone now. I did. Uh huh. Yeah, you've been pouring beer all day. That's yes. right. We're we're like approaching the end of the Bolingbrook Brew Fest here. What are we like? Thirty minutes away from the end. About there. What are you guys pouring? Polly's Revenge and what? Old Gang Orchestra Brown Ale. Oh yeah. Yeah. Old Gang Orchestra. John Conran, right? right? Yep, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about bands. Let's talk about Elder. Yeah, we got a lot going on actually. You asked if there's anything going on, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I yeah, got there stuff." It is. Um, yeah, we're doing the Secret Lives on Saturday. Okay. We got the Big Land Yep on Halloween. We're having a big Halloween party with nice. Big Land Yep. I don't know if you heard them before. I, I, not. They so do like New more. Orleans kind of like real cool oh, stuff. Like, okay. So it's gonna be like kind of like a line shit. Like, right. Okay. They've got the brass. You oh, know. Oh yeah. And then, so uh, like, what kind of is it going to be like a costume type party? Yeah. Or is it going to be like a New Orleans type party? It's going like? to be like a costume type okay. party. Like, bring your costumes. We're trying to get some food. So what what does that mean? Trying to get some food? We like, haven't been successful yeah. yet. Like, we're what, looking like, for a food truck. Okay. So, Just if looking anybody for, like, to has schedule one, yeah, or like yeah. to donate, like what? what do you, we what were do you pretty need? last like, minute with what we wanted to do, so I didn't get good enough advance for well, a food truck. What day's the party? October twenty sixth. October twenty sixth. We're gonna get you a food Calling truck. Calling all food trucks. Yeah, we're gonna find a way to get a food truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing that, and then a uh, month from now, almost, or just over a month, just under a month, 
November 10th, anniversary party. Oh one my year. God, one year, dude. Everybody, mm-hmm. I'm turning a year too. The oh, podcast yeah. is turning a year on November or December 6th. Like, hey. Everybody, there's so many people that are like a year. Uh, migraine just hit their year. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, craft, it's hitting their year. It's, it's crazy. It's an exciting time. Yeah, right? So, what do, yeah. you, guys, do you guys already have everything plotted out? or? So, just, we've got two food trucks. We got Chicago Pizza Boss. Gotta love them. They make some damn oh, good yeah. pies. I was so happy they could come. So, so, that's good. like our lunch option. Then we're doing uh, baby cues. That's more local barbecue. Yeah, that's all right too. They're really good. And then bands all day long. A lot of local bands. People have played before. Some folks that haven't played before. We got an anniversary beer. We're gonna make an announcement on. The whole neck. Pretty. Close. Co- yeah, that's I coming know, up here soon. If I know Andrew, soon. if it's not announced yet, you better not say it. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, no. But it's gonna be. I think people are gonna be really excited. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. Good. So, a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, well, I mean, with the, the band, we're going to be on the 100-year-old oak. Uh, I can't remember what kind of oak it was with those floors oh that Andrew loves to talk about. <laughs> he'd be so mad if I... I don't even remember how he said Some sort of badass oak. No, yeah, not, not oak, oak. Yeah, hard-ass <laughs> oak, uh, There'll be some bands in that sweet room that you guys set up. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we got anniversary. We got... And we need a food truck for October 26th. We need a food Calling truck for October 26th. Calling all food trucks. That'd be pretty great. What do you guys... Like, right now, if we... if uh, Right now, it's Saturday afternoon. If somebody went to the shop tonight, if they went to the, the brewery tonight. What, what do you guys have on tap? You got eight, nine, ten on tap right now? Mm, I think we're down to six right down now, six. but he's about to add the uh, prison beer. We got It's Never Too Late to Men. It's our blonde prison ale. Beer. We call it the prison That's, beer. <laughs> it sounds. Did he make it in a toilet in prison? <laughs> like, prison beer. No, he made it for the prison no, break in. I, I, yeah, I know okay, what you okay. were saying, but you know. <laughs> but we call it the prison beer. Okay. So that'll be up to seven, but we've got our cream ale, a couple IPAs, brown ale, stout, okay. you know, for the colder weather. You guys have been able to bring in food trucks pretty successfully, right? Because early days, you guys were having a hard time getting food trucks, not because they didn't want to book with you, but because the city or something. Right, right? we had to do our permit. We figured that out, figured out the permit process. Now it's a matter of just getting them out all the way down over in Joliet. There's just not that many that make the trip that far. Just got to get them. That's all right. Yeah, but we're doing good when when I give them a good enough advance. Yeah. You know what? This will this will you got enough advance. October twenty sixth, we can make it happen. There's thirteen days. It's still thirteen yeah, we, days. We right? can do it. We can do we'll it. We'll find someone. Well, anything else you want to cover with Elder before we uh, rock out of here? Oh boy, I don't know. I'm just super excited for that party, the yeah, year it's anniversary. Be awesome. I hope we get a good crowd and everybody can come see it if they haven't been able to yet. You know, you guys have been killing it. People love people love it every time they go there. Now I hear it all the time. Now. That's like, awesome. I finally made it out to Elder. It's fucking awesome. I know. Aww. I know. I love it. Yeah, that old ass awesome building. You know? I love when people make the trip. It's really great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you gotta hit them all. You gotta hit them all. So, mm-hmm. well, cheers, Melissa. Thanks for cheers. hanging out. Thanks we'll for having you. me. Bye. <laughs> Bye.